good morning and welcome to love death and everything in between i'm your host bram happy tuesday to y'all out there i decided that when i go to costco i should take a notepad so then when i go to the parking lot i can write down the random conversations that i have with people because i feel like I always have like just random interesting conversations with total strangers at Costco. And you know, sometimes the conversations are, you know, just a couple minutes, but then like later on I think about them. And then there's been other times where I have sat and talked to someone for like 45 minutes at Costco. Just some random person. But my last Costco interaction was with this gentleman and I don't even remember how the topic even got started, but he'd mentioned that he had sent his ex-wife a message and was telling her about something. And by the end of the conversation, I just told him that I thought it was awesome that, you know, he still texts his ex-wife. And he's like, she's my best friend. He's like, you know, we are great friends and, you know, we have a lot in common, but it just, we're not good being married together. And I just thought that was so... I thought that was such an interesting, like, perspective... And it made me think a lot about like so many divorced parents. And I know this is one of those topics that I have definitely gotten a lot of really interesting feedback on when I give my perspective on, you know, divorce and, you know, just how, how you act afterwards, after, you know, a divorce or a breakup. And I know not all situations are ideal. And depending on whatever goes on, like, you may, you may never, ever want to talk to that person again, depending on different specific things. But I think a lot of times when you have kids in the mix... The situation should be treated differently. And I don't really understand why it's not. I heard something. And I was like, oh, I really like that. And it was. Treat the end of the relationship. Like you treated it in the beginning. And I thought that was so wildly fascinating to think of it like that because you know in the beginning you know they the person that you're seeing they could ask you to do you know damn near anything and you're going to be like yeah I'll totally do it because you know depending on what state you're in with like the relationship and getting to know each other but you know I, I feel like in the beginning you're a lot more prone to do more And so then when the relationship is, you know, towards the end, for whatever reason, 
there becomes a lot of negative feelings associated with it. And I just don't, I don't think there has to be. I think that's the part that is really sad. Because a lot of times in situations where, you know, you do have kids, the kids are the one who are directly impacted by the hostile feelings that are going on. And that doesn't have to be that way. You know, we, we create that. And the part that's really sad a lot of times with that also that I see is it's not really your ex that you're hurting. Your kids are the one that are getting thrown in that mix and they're hurting. And then it creates all this like hurt that's just, you know, spiraling around and, you know, whether you're vocalizing it or not, kids pick up on that and they feel it. And it's just, I said, I just don't really understand it. There's not too many things that I feel like I probably wouldn't just continue trying to be nice because you have a child with this person, you know, in all reality, you're going to have some involvement with this person for the rest of your life. So why make it worse than it already is or add pain and frustration? to an already painful situation. I, uh, I never wanted to uh, be part of that like statistic of being with someone and then, you know, having to get divorced or separated and do the whole sharing bit. I never wanted that. But when it happened, I was wildly aware of how I wanted it to be. You know, I had friends growing up that had divorced parents, and so I saw different things. And then my parents got divorced, and I saw how that was and how that impacted me. And I hated it. Like, I really did. The amount of like stress and like anxiety that it causes because, you know, you don't want one parent to feel like you're choosing the other parent, but you want a relationship with both parents. And so then you're like, again, stuck in this middle spot because, you know, there's negative feelings or there's anger, there's hurt that's going around. Why don't we just talk about it? That was probably one of the more liberating things that I have done. And I know I've talked to my ex like quite a few times about different things and been like, you know, this is where I was at. This is why I made some of the choices that I did. And, you know, just talking about it, just having open communication and trying. I think that's, that's so huge because, you know, no matter 
you know, however the situation goes, whether your ex accepts different things that you're doing, you know, you know in your heart that you're trying and your kids also see too. And I think that's something that says a lot to your kids when they can see, you know, both parents trying, getting along, you know, it makes this situation that's already hard on them. It makes it easier because it's not our kids fault that there's these things. And sometimes not, you know, necessarily it's not anyone's fault because there are times where, you know, you just don't mesh or you've, you know, you grown up and you didn't grow together. You know, I, I think that happens so much. I, I've had lots of people make lots of comments on, you know, how I, how I look at exes and that they're, that it's not realistic. And I'm just like, why can't it be? I feel like it absolutely can be realistic. It depends on what kind of choices we want to make. What state you want to live in. Do you want to live in a state where you're perpetually feeling like that? And it starts to like rule your life? Or can you figure out a place to be where you're like, hey, this didn't work out. You know, we're not together and that's okay. I, I'm still really good friends with my ex-husband and his family. And I think that's been probably one of the most amazing things throughout the years to be able to have because, you know, I was, I was with him from when I was like 18 until I was like 20. Eight, I think somewhere in there. So it was a good chunk of time. You know, we didn't have kids together. You know, we, we got divorced and we, I would say for the most part, like we kind of stayed at least acquaintances through there. And then as time went on, you know, both of us kind of moved on with our lives in different ways. But even during that time, like We've remained friends. He lost both his parents and, you know, because of where we were at, you know, he let me know and I was able to attend both his parents' funeral funerals. And, you know, there's been a couple times where different things have gone on for Koi and him and his wife have came and supported And I'm like, how cool is that? You know, she, she doesn't have to do that. You know, he could say, oh, I want to do this. And she could be really like mean about it. And she totally could, but she never has. And I seriously, that's been, that's been one of the like best feelings that, you know, that that door of communication is still open. And I think that's something that when any relationship ends, 
You know, it's so hard when that relationship ends in general. But then because of, you know, hurt and blame and sadness and, you know, all these different feelings, we we let them take the driver's seat instead of us looking at it like, you know, I fell in love with this person. And yeah, things have changed. But, you know, there was still this time period where we meant a lot to each other. Having the ability to send someone a message and just say, you know, hey, like, I was thinking about you, or I ran into this person, or whatever, and to be able to just have a nice conversation. Like, I think that's beautiful. And I just don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> that's really what it is, what it comes down to. And I thought so much about this, because like, I, I care a lot about, you know, about how Koi feels in my situation with him and his dad, you know? It's so, it's always been so important to me, you know, for Koi to not have to feel like, like torn or that he has to hear me going off about something with his dad. I'm just like, don't do that. <laughs> in all reality, we shouldn't be talking crap like that at all let alone about our kid's parent in front of our child because I think that that adds this level of confusion and depending on the situation it starts to I think manipulate a little bit in a sense and then the child is left you know feeling like they need to take a side or make a choice and you know what? Maybe your ex is like a crappy human or whatever. You know, I, I think our responsibility for our kids, you know, is to make sure they're safe and happy. And, you know, you let them make those decisions on their own. You know, figure out their own truths for the situation and you know just like teaching your kids anything you're gonna have times when it is hard and you're gonna have to prepare them for things and you know them having realizations about all types of people you know it, it's hard but at least you are letting them you know figure that on their own you know, decide what they want about people. And I think that kind of helps them even be more aware of like their actions and, you know, how they respond. I, I work really hard with that, especially with Koi, because, you know, without his dad, I wouldn't have him. And, his dad is the other half of the equation. And I remember that. 
and any issues that, you know, we've had, that's between us. You know, there's, there's no point in involving Koi or making a situation, you know, confusing to him. Because a lot of times I think, you know, kids, kids don't, you know, they, these are adult topics that are going on or situations, you know, and these kids get thrown into it and it's so hard. I, I was in my twenties when my parents got divorced and I remember, you know, how I felt about it. And then you think about, you know, how, how these little kids feel. And I'm like, that is so huge because, you know, think about adults when we're trying to process things and we can't figure it out. But then, you know, we, we throw our kids in these mixes and want them to just be like, okay, this is fine. Let's just, you know, get through this. And I don't think it's that, that easy. There's a couple that I follow. I think it's just the wife that I follow on Instagram. And she does like different things with her. I believe she's remarried and her ex-husband is too. And they totally do stuff together. And I've seen a handful of, you know, different relationships with people where, you know, they try and do that. And I'm like, how cool is that? How cool is it that you've got essentially two sets of adults that are putting their bullshit aside and are like, you know what? Let's work on this. Let's keep working on this. Because I feel like a lot of times the work that you start putting into a relationship like that is probably even harder than the relationship that you had with your ex. But again, these different things that we're doing, you know, yeah, it makes things so much easier for the adults, but what it does for the kids, you know, that's huge. You know, and and parenting is hard enough without added, you know, stress or drama. You know, be able to have open conversations with your ex and their new person. It's like, how, how amazing is that? And how much do you think that really increases, you know, being able to effectively co-parent? And then down the line, you know, when your kids start to have kids, you know, they're, they're going to be able to see not only, you know, your, your kids aren't not only going to see what y'all have done, but then your grandparent, the, the grandkids will too. And that's a pretty amazing thing. I feel like, you know, let's, let's talk about stopping some generational trauma. I mean, that's, you have this situation that happens that could be so toxic and negative and you spin it of, Hey, we're still, we're still good. We can co-parent 
do all these things, but then you bring in these extra people that are going to help be part of this support system for not only your child, but you have good standing with them, but the other adults in the matter too. You know, you're building this foundation of support for your kids. And in all reality, you can't have too many people that don't love your kid that are, sorry, you can't have too many people to love your kids or to support them or to show up or do anything, you know, them having people that it's a positive situation. I mean, you think about that, think about, like I said, how that's going to put such a stop on a lot of toxic behaviors that are going to be passed along. You know, and think about even potential conversations that your grandkids could have with other people. You know, and you've got like two sets of grandparents there and they're like, oh, who are that? Who are, who is it? Who are these people? You know, and kids talk, you know, kids will talk about anything, especially the ones that like show up and everything. And I think that's huge. I don't think I realized how much kids talk until this year. I mean, this year has been pretty insane with things that Koi has come home and talked about. But, you know, Koi has totally talked to me a handful of times about, you know, different kids that are, he's told me, he's like, you know, their parents are divorced too, or they're separated and they have to, they have to go to different people's houses, the parents' house on this time or the weekend or whatever. And, you know, I, I thought about those conversations that Koi's had with me and, you know, he's mentioned that, you know, these kids, like, you know, they understand mom, they feel the same way I do. And I'm like, you know, how, how cool is that Koi? You have someone that, you know, you are connecting with, you know, and that's what I think about, like, how amazing would it be if kids were connecting on a positive note, you know? Yeah, my parents are divorced, but, you know, we still do stuff together. We, you know, they're friends. They're feeling all this support. And I feel like if you are in good standing with your ex, and you know this happens to everyone, it's like your kids are going to get to points where they, like, will say one thing or they're not going to be as forthcoming or, you know, different stuff happens and they try and, you know, essentially kind of, play the parents against each other because they know that there's this toxic this toxicity that's there. And so they're like, well, if I say this to one parent, the likelihood of them actually talking to the other one is probably pretty slim, you know? So if we remove these different elements and work through our own adult bullshit and just try and make things as amazing as they can be in a hard situation, why aren't more people doing that? Why, why aren't more people putting the work in? You know, and it's, it's one thing if you don't want to do it if you don't have kids. I mean, that's a choice all on your own if you want to stay friends with someone that's an ex after you break up and you don't have kids. You know, that that's up to you. But if you have kids... Why not put your stuff in the back seat? You know? 
break a pattern or cycle. Do something that your kids are going to look back and be like, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing that my parents decided to do something different to help support me, to help show up for me. You know, that's that's going to make an impact that, and in, and in a way that nothing else can because of who it's coming from. So that's just something that I was I was kind of thinking about because of that, you know, the conversation I had with that guy at Costco and then, you know, even thinking about my own situation with my ex-husband. We don't have to be friends. He's actually my mechanic. <laughs> I'm like, he'll, he'll be my mechanic forever. <laughs> but I'm like, we've made that choice. Because, you know, we fell in love at one point and we just didn't work out. And we both did crappy things that hurt each other. But, you know, we've, we've moved on and worked on things. And I'm pretty grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that. Because it doesn't have to be that way. Because I've seen all the other sides of when it's not like that. And what it can do. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it at all. You know, I want to keep choosing communication and love and light. This world is hard enough as it is. Our kids don't need their parents adding more to it. So that's my thought for the day. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I am going to talk more about my medium experience, but I'm going to wait and hold off and talk about that a little later. But I just wanted to say that I did do that and it was a really cool experience. I I've been kind of thinking about talking to her and just like getting her okay. And I will share her information because I've had a handful of people ask different questions about it. So I wanted to touch base on that, that I will be talking about that, but not quite yet. So for those of you that have asked, please be patient <laughs> and I will definitely be posting about that. I hope y'all have a wonderful week and remember, be the change you want to see in the world. I love y'all.